It starts with a story in The Atlantic that makes the claim that President Trump didn't visit a military cemetery because those soldiers were losers. This brings about an absolutely vicious response from the White House saying, how dare you? Then you have people defending uh, The Atlantic, which is a a magazine, a, a website, including Brian Stelter. America is going to believe that Donald Trump referred to dead American soldiers as losers when we're talking about battles like Bellawood in World War I that quite literally defined the Marine Corps in a lot of people's eyes. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. CNN's Brian Stelter is all about defending the Atlantic. Kurt Schlichter joins us right now. He is the author of The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. You should buy the audiobook only because I did the audio of it. You can read his columns at townhall.com. And don't forget, when you're buying books, the entire Kelly Turnbull series, starting with People's Republic, it's there at amazon.com. He is also a retired full bird colonel and trial lawyer. Let's take a step back. You're a guy who has done the war college. Can you explain to people what we're talking about, specifically the the cemetery in question here has to do with the battle at Bella Wood? Yeah, Bella Wood was a World War I uh, battle. Uh, United States Marine Corps really made its bones internationally there for it kind of a, a smaller force out in kind of our colonies and stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, the Marines performed magnificently. It was very heroic, and there's a cemetery there for our lost. And, of course, um, the slander du jour, and it is a slander. It is such manifest baloney that it's almost, it's almost laughable. Actually, it is kind of laughable. And, of course, you, you read my book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. So you, you understand the defamation agenda. You get out there, you lie, and you hope that you can distract from that senile old weirdo's incoherent babbling in Wisconsin. I mean, yesterday, Tony, he went he met with a flat-out racist, a Farrakhan fan who hates Jews, whites, Christians, and other blacks. He his sparsely attended public appearances were nonstop litanies of bizarre tangents and weird digressions, showing his rapidly advancing dementia. And of course, we got uh, you know uh, the Botox queen of blowouts and her stunning hypocrisy in San Francisco. They had they are desperate to wipe it off the front page. So the Atlantic, the Atlantic decides they're going to drop this lie, which is what it was, with four anonymous sources who definitely have information that Trump said this. Now, people have gone on the record, including General Kellogg, saying this is a lie. But, of course, that doesn't matter to people like Tater Stelter and the rest of the lie crew. So let's talk about what the lie is. The lie is that President Trump, when he was there uh, for, and I think it was the anniversary of, of, of was the anniversary of D-Day? I forget uh, what I, he was there sure. for. I think it was the World War II, World War okay. One or something. World War One. You're correct. World War um, he he. 2018. Of course it was. He didn't yeah. want to go to the cemetery because it was raining and his hair would get messed up. And besides, who wants to see uh, this this bunch of losers? In the John Bolton book that I did not read, but producer Ari did, because that guy will read any garbage you throw his way. Ew. 
I know. I know. Please, I'm working on it. It's by fan the way, fiction. By the way, I read Bolton's first book back when I didn't hate Bolton. He's a terrible writer. He writes like 10 miles of bad road, as opposed to me, as you well know, because you read the 21 Biggest Lies about Donald Trump and you for audiobook. We will, we will get to, to, to flowing. We'll get to touting you in a second. But in the Bolton book, they describe this scene. And the scene was was that they would have to take a helicopter to the cemetery. It was raining. And if you were on patrol as a Marine, all right, maybe you'd go. But for the president, you don't take that risk. You couldn't do the roads, and he didn't go. This is documented that the reason he didn't go was because of the weather in terms of uh, safety and not anything else. It doesn't matter. You could never. It it, it is beyond proof. It is simply a liberal narrative. It is. Facts don't matter. Everyone knows it's like. Just think about it. Donald Trump standing there. Hey, we should go out to this cemetery. Oh, well, I'll forego a, a chance to pay homage to our troops, which. I do at Walter Reed and at Dover, and every chance I get, I, I, I do. And I'll also forego the chance to be, you know, let's, let's assume he is just as uh, Machiavellian and malevolent as they say. Uh, I will forego the chance to have my photograph taken in this, uh, you know, uh, important and sacred uh, uh, spot, which would be a wonderful photo. I'll forego that because I think these guys are losers. Now, I write letters to dead soldiers' families all the time as a result of the endless wars. The same jerks who are promoting this lie got us into and want us to continue. Um, but, but no, I think they're losers, and I'm going to say that out loud because... You'll need to fill in the blank, Tony, because I can't think of a reason. It's such manifest bovine waste product that it's almost staggering. And I'm a Los Angeles trial lawyer. I'm used to baloney. But this, this just takes a cake. Talking to Kurt Schlichter, townhall.com. The book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. You can get that at Amazon.com, the audiobook. That's the way to go because it's my voice. Let me share this with you. Because this happens in the Atlantic, you get the response from the White House, and then Brian Stelter joins Don Lemon and says, you know, Jeffrey Goldberg, the editor in the Atlantic, this is a very, very important magazine. Listen. About this, Don, normally the denials from the president and his aides would carry some weight. But for three and a half years, the White House has squandered its credibility to the point where its words are essentially worthless and the denials mean very little. Jeffrey Goldberg is the top editor of The Atlantic, one of the most respected journalists in Washington. He has sources at high levels who have been confiding in him for years. So this has to be taken seriously as your pan just said has to be taken seriously because four anonymous sources told Jeffrey Goldberg so and as we all know Jeffrey Goldberg is well thought of and highly respected yeah yeah what's the name what's the name of someone who uh, lives outside the beltway who uh, knows of Jeffrey Goldberg besides highly respected in fact this is a cowardly gutless 
uh, little human worm who fired Kevin Williamson because his staff got mad because he said things that were mean and conservative, Tony. Now, now, wait a second. People don't know this story. Hold on. People don't know this story. Kevin Williamson is one of the most brutal and fantastic writers out there. I mean, you might be a little more brutal, Kurt, but Kevin Williamson does incredibly good work, and he went from National Review to The Atlantic, and people were like, okay, The Atlantic is expanding out. They're going to allow some freedom of thought. The the writers and other employees of the Atlantic got so upset that Jeffrey Goldberg fired him because they proved that they don't believe in free thought. And isn't it Andrew Sullivan, who is a really, really interesting writer, even if I don't always agree with them? He left the Atlantic because who could be around this stuff? That's the Atlantic. No, the Atlantic is a garbage paper run by garbage people and read by idiots. Okay, it is, you know, and and Brian Stelter, who, in fact, is a potato, um, his his phony, fussy outrage is hilarious. Must be taken seriously by who? Okay, here's the thing. I want to know what's the name of the guy who was going to vote for Donald Trump because he likes his kids not getting in the endless wars. Uh, these uh, same idiots who are spreading this lie support, who likes the economy, who likes being, having his freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of keeping bare arms protected, who likes uh, Trump on the courts, likes Trump on the economy. Who's that guy going to go? things going. But I got to vote for that Marxist marionette now because Trump may have been insufficiently reverent to uh, uh, some Marines from World War One, maybe kind of. Uh, even though you know anyone who goes on the record uh, says it's not true, I'm gonna you know I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with this creepy old weirdo who lives in the basement. I will say to you that what you brought up something that was pretty interesting that. The objective is to figure out a way to blunt Trump to the point where all of a sudden the political left is positioning themselves as pro-military, which is a very weird thing to hear, especially when you know the progressive wing of the party certainly is is not there. But your point earlier, Kurt, was the idea that this has been a bad, bad week for Joe Biden and they needed a way to shift. But they shifted on a Friday, man. That's take out the trash day in the political jargon, right? When you want to dump news stories, you don't want people really talking about you deliver those on a Friday. Why not deliver this earlier in the week? And what do you think they're actually deflecting from? As you see this week, what was it do you think that was damaging to Biden in a way that would get the fence-sitting voter to choose Trump in November? They had to get Nancy Pelosi off the front page. They had to get Joe Biden's uh, disastrous Wisconsin trip off the well off the back page because if you notice, no one covered his trip to Wisconsin except the conservatives. It was a, a there was almost nothing. I looked on Twitter trending this morning. Okay, just kind of get the pulse. There are out of maybe ten trending topics, four of them are related to this manifest lie. Over the last 24, 48 hours, when, when, when Biden finally emerged from his crypt and staggered off seeking brains to consume in, in, in Kenosha, zero. I don't mean one. I don't mean two. I mean zero trending topics about Biden in Wisconsin. They were trying desperately not to cover it. Now, of course, those of us on the right were gleefully covering his myriad idiocies, babbling, and incoherencies, and the fact that he met up with this racist freak, Jacob Blake Sr. I mean, the guy, the guy is garbage. 
guy is just flat out garbage. And it, it, they had got, they had to change it. Now, here's the strategy: you drop it on a Thursday, everybody fights back. The White House fights back and denies it. A bunch of people go on the record. No one has gone on the record on the other side. But watch out today to see if somebody from the uh, you know one of these disaffected losers Trump fired comes back and says why today why yes this happened so they've got the whole weekend of Sunday shows to uh, talk about this nonsense. I submit to you this. Even if this was absolutely and unequivocally true, even if Trump, for some bizarre, unknown reason, decided to, ha- to, to, to create a personal beef with a bunch of dead jarheads uh, uh, at rest in France, I don't think it matters. I think most people are going to look at it, to the extent that people know about it, because most people aren't watching the mainstream media and normal people don't read The Atlantic. Uh, it will have zero effect. Zero. Kurt Schlichter, the book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's available at Amazon.com. Get the audiobook. I did the audio. You're going uh, to love it. Read his work over at townhall.com as well. Kurt, always a pleasure. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.